Hey, everybody. Welcome to BeautyCast Network's Mastering Beauty, a podcast for beauty barbering and wellness professionals looking for successful, sustainable, and satisfying careers. Tune in every Sunday to hear conversations with brilliant professionals from across the industry offering their best advice on a variety of topics. I'm Gordon Miller, CEO of BeautyCast Network and your podcast host. And today, I am truly honored to introduce the founder of BeautyCast Network, Penny Burns, as our guest. Penny is a longtime industry professional, a former longtime, she's got a lot of long time going on, <laughs> school executive and makeup artist before going to work in school administration many, many years ago. And um, since the inception of BeautyCast, some 10 plus years ago, Penny has focused her formidable energy and passion squarely on working with schools and employers to do all that we can to give every new professional the best possible opportunity to find that very important first job, the right first job. Welcome to the podcast, um, our podcast, Penny Burns. Well, thank you, Gordon. Thank you for having me today. It's it's an unexpected moment to have to have the founder of Beautycast on the Beautycast podcast. Ah, <laughs> oh, so good just to be founder now. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so glad to have you leading the charge now. Well, well thank you, and I, I could not be happier than to be doing what I'm doing every day because you know I've always loved new professionals, students, you know, young people in the industry. And I know today it doesn't mean you're young to be new, but um, there's just something energetic about the early stages of a career that that has me all fired up. Well, I know your passion really shows in everything you do. So that makes me happy. I think this is a great partnership. Thank you. Thank you. So we start the podcast the same way with everybody. And it's it's not an exception because you're the founder, but it's the same rules apply. (laughs) We ask you for your best advice um, for our audience, but but based on advice that someone has given you at some point in your life or your career, what what would those words of wisdom be for our audience? The biggest advice I ever got is, you know, sometimes I get real excited and maybe put the the cart before the horse sometimes, and so I've had some really meaningful people to tell me, you know, to uh, slow down you know, enjoy where you are, learn every you, everything you can from this moment so that you can use that uh, to get to your next moment. So I, I think that. that's, that's, you know, been very, uh, it's, been, it's been great advice for me. And I think it's more relevant today than ever. And of course, young people don't really have a point of reference from maybe what the past looked like. But, you know, it's a, it's a fast moving world. And I think most of us, regardless of age, we don't have much patience these days. You know, we, we want things to happen quickly. And I think, you know, that slow down and smell the roses on, on the one hand and, and, and also just to be patient as to what it takes to be successful in life is, is really great advice. It is. And I mean, I think it's really helped me to be successful because it's helped me to really stop and, and get to know the people better around me and just really study direction a little bit more uh, strategy and and all of that. So it's been great advice for me. And I think something that excites me about working with you is, is this idea that you have been in the education side of the industry for a very long time. Um, you've had a lot of success there, and but you reached this stage of your career where you had, I'm going to call it wisdom, because I think it for many of us, it comes with age to, to kind of look at what you wanted to do next and, and really put your energy into placement. Um, it, it's such an interesting and natural evolution from schools, right? The, the next place that, that people will go, but not many of us even think about or talk about in the industry. 
You know, I have had the opportunity to enroll and graduate many, many people in this industry. And I got to a place where, you know, it was very important to me that I knew that they were being successful, that they were, you know, having the best chance that they could to to get where they wanted to get to and to really understand what success looks like and and how to get to to get to that. So I think that was a big epiphany for me, you know, getting them, getting people into school, getting them, getting them graduated, but then just to really start paying more attention to what happens to those people after graduation. Today, again, you know, the, the world has changed a lot. You know, we, you and I've been around for a bit and, and I, I think there's more opportunities than ever. I, th- I think we, most of us who know the industry well acknowledge that. And I want to talk to you a bit today about, you know, with so many different types of opportunities out there, you know, they each come with specific needs, you know, different skills, perhaps different knowledge, perhaps um, when we talk about business models, which is a different version of the opportunities. I mean, one is the actual jobs themselves and then how we work. But those those business models, I think, radically change ideally the amount of stuff you need to know to be successful. So I, I want to talk to you a bit about that. Well, there's so many opportunities, as you just said, for students graduating. Now, some of those opportunities are the right opportunities um, at their at that moment when they graduate. And then some of them um, should be really considered down the road Uh, when a you know, a person goes to beauty, barber or wellness school, they're going to really learn that trade. They're they're going to learn all of those techniques and everything to get them through licensure and get them out in the industry. They're not really learning everything they need to actually go out into business. Um, so, you know, with there with there being a lot of opportunities, there is sometimes um you know, a lot of those opportunities are just not the right opportunities for them uh, right out of school. So I, I will agree that there are many opportunities and sometimes they don't want to consider all of the opportunities that's, you know, that they should be considering at that time because they're 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 trying, as I have been guilty of, is putting that, you know, cart before the horse. Yeah. And, you know, to me, like one of my favorite words is context, you know, which is kind of having a really good understanding of how whatever we're talking about fits into the larger world. And I think often when we're new to something, we lack a lot of context, but yet we still have our dreams. And for so many people who come into this industry, the, the dream is ownership or, or some form of independence, being your own boss. We talk, we've always talked about that a lot. And I, I think there are more of those opportunities than ever, but I do have to say that part of the industry, the being your own boss and being an owner, that actually has the highest risk and the highest rate of failure. And so to me, it's always those warning signs, not to, not to discourage people, but just back to, again, perhaps slow down, really understand. There's no other really industry or field that you go into that you would really graduate and think about going right out and owning your own business. I mm-hmm. mean, it just really, it doesn't happen, but True. it happens in our industry. And you know what? I think we all need to be really talking a lot more about this, that, you know, we need to really sort of be slowing that down because you're right. I mean, what is it? Not even 20 percent of businesses overall, uh, people who go into business succeed. So, you know, when they're graduating from beauty or barber or, or wellness school, they're, you know, they're coming out just knowing um, that 
fundamental uh, minimal amount about their craft that they're not they're nowhere ready to go out and you know go straight into their own business and a lot of times they don't have the resources and things like that that they need to go out to even get into that situation and they're you know so they're already at high risk and then going out into that situation is just um, it's really scary and you know that's one of the the biggest passions that I have because I I have graduated a lot of people that's went out and tried to go out into their own business and 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 very few of them succeeded because it it wasn't really anything wrong with them it's just they were not ready yeah and it's 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 more common and it has always been more common we have more people self employed today than ever but when we look at kind of any era of the industry that I've been a part of, you know, for many decades now, that the the success and failure rate really hasn't changed. There are just a lot more people who are now self-employed and the rate of failure remains high. And so now we have more people at risk. If people slow down and and push that a little further out in their career, I think those numbers would be very much different. You know, the success rate would be very much different than what it is. And, um, you know, people, you know, I mean, like me, I love working around people. I mean, that's just my personality. I mean, yes, I'm a business owner and an entrepreneur, but I still have to, you know, I like working around people. I learn a lot from people. I get a lot of energy from people. And so I know that about me, you know. Um, so you've got to decide, you know, what? why are you going into your own business? I mean, what is the real reason you're going into the into your own business? And is it the right reason at that at that point of just getting out of school? And do you know enough about it? Because it, it's, you know, the it's, it's so easy today, I think, especially with social media, because we all see people who are online, who are really killing it, being very successful, being very prominent, being very open about what they're doing, how they're doing it, what their success is. But sometimes we don't realize that they're kind of unicorns. You know, they're, they're very unique sometimes in their ability. Um, and they're just sharing what they do and what they know. But, but a lot of us, again, are lacking context to know if, if we can get there as quick as they did. Yeah, everybody's different. I mean, you know, I think it's we got to look at ourselves first and foremost and, you know, look at our resources, look at, you know, what our knowledge, our experience, Um, because a lot of people, they come into school and they've already, you know, been out there as a professional working in some other type of industry. So they're already bringing a lot of that to the table. But a lot of them are just getting out of high school or, you know, went to college for a year or two and decided that wasn't for them. And they got right over into uh to school, beauty school or barbering here. Or, and, and so they don't really have that knowledge of anything about how to run a business and what it takes and just all the legality side of it. So, and, 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 in the curriculum, I mean, we follow state board curriculums and, in you know, there is a chapter on salon business, but it's extremely light. And, you know, I'm in schools all over the country and, you know, there's just a, not a lot of time out there to, to teach a lot more in business. So I think it's meant for, you know, that to come later for you to go and get, you know, if you want to get into your own business that you, you after you graduate from getting your license in whatever beauty field that you're getting into, then then at that point, you know, if you want to go and get into your business, to me, you should go back and 
get some kind of, you know, uh, education in business a little further down the road. And most of the successful people I know in this industry in salons, whether they're, you know, in a more traditional salon, in a rental salon, or, or even in a suite, most of them that have managed to hang in there and be successful over time, when you talk to them about their stories, they often either had a great mentor who was a business owner who just really understood that part of it, might have been a great hairdresser or, or a nail tech, you know, or, or somebody in the wellness space, but they just had that business sense that that person got to observe and, and maybe even participate in. Um, or um, they themselves maybe at some point were a salon manager or an assistant manager or just worked close with the person who was managing the business. So they they kind of saw it, you know, they, they felt it. They, they, they had enough understanding of it to know if it was truly for them or not. You know, it's funny, probably statistically, because, uh, you know, when students come from like a salon environment and want to get into school, because that happens quite a bit where mm-hmm. a person is, you know, working in a salon at their front desk or uh, and then they decide, hey, I want to get into this field. I want to go and become a hairstylist or whatever. A lot of them actually want to go work in a salon environment that, you know, I think they have seen a lot of it that they know that they're not really ready to take that big step right after graduation, because I think they've gotten to see a lot of behind the scenes of the operations and stuff like that, that they know that they're not ready. So, um, but they, but the funny thing is, is they probably would be better equipped to go do it, but they are because of what they've seen and what they've experienced, they know that that's really not the path right after right out of school. We're back to context, right? They they have a right. context that's based on their actual personal experience. They were they were on the front lines. They saw it. They know it. Yeah. So they know they they knew that there was a lot of stuff that they didn't know. You know, that's what I tell students all the time um, is when you graduate, you really at that point don't know what you don't know. And, um, you know, what's going to help you know more is to get out there and work in, you know, different environments to work in salons and to learn a lot about how the daily operations work and stuff, because there's a lot more to it than just going in and, you know, working behind that chair. There's a lot more to it. And I think that's, you know, what people are, are discounting. You know, they're, they're not really paying attention to that when they're making these decisions. Well, I'm glad you mentioned behind the chair because that's where everything starts, you know, and and for most people in our industry who do become owners or who do become independent, the vast majority continue to do the work. They continue to do hair, to do nails, to do skin. I mean, most of our, you know, um, professionals who go into ownership are still doing it, right? And so every career, I think once you're out of school, ideally begins with mastering the craft. And, and that takes time and takes practice and most importantly, takes bodies, takes clients. And where's the best, where's the best place to get those when you're young? Is That's right. Is getting people in your chair. You know, you, you talk to people that's been out in the industry a year or two and they're, you know, they're still, they don't really have the confidence at that point that, that maybe they feel like they should. And it's because they hadn't got enough experience. They hadn't had enough practice. You know, when you're in school, you, you get to practice on a mannequin, you get to practice on customers coming in or each other and stuff like that. But then when you graduate, you get out there, it's very important to get as many people sitting in your chair or in your treatment room or whatever environment your environment that you're working in, I mean, what's going to build your confidence more than anything is 
practice and you got to have people sitting in your chair. So that's why it's very important that when you go to find that best first career opportunity, that it's going to be at a place that's going to help put people in your chair, in your room uh, or whatever you're doing so that you could build that practice. And the more uh, that you can practice, 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 then that way you can have you're going to have more confidence. And I think that's that's the part that gets skipped. Um, and it, when you skip that part, it, it I mean, it just gets riskier and riskier. Yeah. And, and confidence, even for ourselves, can be, I don't know if infectious is the, the right word, but but to have confidence in one part of our lives, in one part of our work, it, it can bleed over into everything, which I think is, is really important and powerful. It's that, that success, you know, you, you've kind of made it in haircutting as an example. I think then when you decide you're going to spread out more into hair color, you have a little bit more comf- confidence behind you that makes it Maybe, again, it's not your thing yet, but you're entering it with some confidence that you can drag along with you. And I think that is really powerful. Well, you know, in everything in our industry, it's about, um, you know, that customer relationship. It's about those people skills, because, you know, the better people skills that we have, the more comfortable that we are with communicating with our clients and building that rapport and all of that you know, we can afford to make a little bit more mistakes. So, you know, I think a lot of times when we don't get out there and really get that part of it down, and there again, that's practicing on the people that sit in our chair by, you know, building those relationships, having those community, you know, that communication with that client and, and, and working out a lot of that because it's rough. I mean, you know, you're going to have happy clients, you're going to have unhappy clients, you're going to have all types of clients. You're going to have clients that just have bad days and they take it out on you. And you have to learn to be able to sort of roll with that. And, you know, the more that, you know, the more experience you have in that side is going to make it easier for those next steps. And and I think, yes, you got to be great at what you do, but what's going to make you great at that is uh, is is the practice, but the same other part of it, you've got to be able to have great people skills and um, those soft skills is what's going to take you further than anything and give you the confidence that you need to keep, you know, uh, getting better in other areas of the industry from, you know, from a haircutter to a hairstyle, a, a colorist and all of that. But also you're going to find, you know, in that path, in that period of time, you're going to find maybe, your niche, you're going to find things that you want to specialize in, which is going to push you to go and get uh, stronger and better and more educated in those areas, which is only going to make it easier for you. Well, I'm glad you mentioned people skills. And I, I honestly have never thought about this until now, but I feel really confident in saying it, that if you want to go into business for yourself as an owner of a traditional salon, a rental salon with tenants, which is a, a different type of person that you're working with, or you want to be a suite owner, I actually think I would put people skills perhaps at the very top of the list of skills you absolutely, without any doubt, have to have. You can get an accountant to help you with your books. You know, there's different things that you can use as, as a business owner, as, as, as a manager, to, you know, kind of tools that help you along the way. But if you're not a good communicator with the people who you work with or, or the people who work for you or the assistants you have as an independent, and most definitely the clients you have as an independent because you're doing both jobs there. But I think people skills might be one of the most important um, qualities that, that a, an owner of a business has to have in our industry. 
of our success in the beauty, barber, and wellness industry is because of our people skills. It's how good our people skills, our communication. So, So soft skills, time management, you know, critical thinking, those are three uh, very important skills that we have to have before taking the step of going into ownership. And I want to talk a little bit about, and again, I, you know, I think you and I both are alike in that we're, you know, we believe in, you know, everybody's, you know, right to work in a way that makes them happy in life. You know, I think all these business models, we can think of so many people who've been successful. And unfortunately, we've, we've seen failures and we know that statistically, you know, more fail than succeed. Um, but I want to talk, because I don't think we talk enough today about the, the traditional salon. And, and because I think independence has become such a big idea in our industry. And, and, and I think there's all kinds of good in that. Most of the most successful hairdressers I know, however, today still work in traditional salons. And there's just so much opportunity in a well-run salon to have a great life and to do what you love and not necessarily work, worry about all the minutiae of running a business and very often make more money than your boss. You know, that's funny because, Gordon, you know, a lot of people in this industry. I know a lot of people in this industry and you're 100 percent correct. The most successful people that I know and I'm, I'm sure with you are people that actually work in a salon environment. They actually work in a team environment. And and so that that's, you know, people need to pay attention to that because um, there's a reason for that. No, and, and it's it's complicated, you know, being surrounded by people, you know, having the consistency and, in, in, you know, in the work that you do, you know, kind of, again, following ideally a career path within the salon. Because, you know, we, we all also talk about there are so many opportunities in the industry and there are. And, you know, and again, I think patience is important, but in so many great salons, those various paths exist within the salon. And that's always exciting for me to see. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know what? It's you're if you get in the right salon, you're not limited. I mean, there's so many uh, paths that you can take and, you know, so many levels that you can grow into. I mean, you just have to a I think you've got to find the right place for you. Um, So many times I think people maybe chose the wrong place or they didn't ask all the right questions, didn't do all the research. And so they ended up in the wrong place and they only gave themselves two options, either this option or I'm going, you know, independent or and 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 they didn't really just take into account that, hey, maybe this is just not the right place. And so and then they chose to go in the other direction, uh, totally you know, against the salon environment. So I think um, you just have to really get out there. You, first of all, you got to get to know yourself and, and, you know, what, what's important to you as far as, you know, a leader and, you know, and, and look for that right place, make sure you ask the right questions and, and what's that salon, you know, is going to be offering you, you know, what does the team look like and, and get in there and, and, and figure out, you know, how much growth is available in that environment mm-hmm. and then just get in there and work it. Well, I, I think that's so important. And I think assessing the risk, depending on where you are in life and where you are in career, because everything in life comes with a little bit of risk. And so if I go this direction, well, what are the risks? And then 
always when we think about risk, well, how do I manage that? Like, what, what's, do I need some extra skill? Do I need some extra help? Do I need some extra support? And then at different stages in our careers, the risk will change as well. You know, perhaps we're taking a left turn into something very new, more risks. Perhaps we're continuing on the path, but taking it to another level in a new job, a different and perhaps lower level of risk. And when I think about new professionals, new professionals always remind me, any new professionals listening, you know, don't, don't take this in any way wrong because it's meant to be a good thing. But do you know the, the, the nature documentaries of the little turtles crawling out of the sand and they're going to go, they have to run to the ocean to survive? Like they, the little yeah. turtles, they, they scurry on the beach as fast as they can. And when you're watching, you're like, go little turtles, go. <laughs> so, but, but most of them don't make it. And often I feel like that's our industry that I, I watch young people coming in and I'm like, go little turtles, go, go, go. And, you know, but again, you know, they've got to be in the right place at the right time for the wave to reach them or for them to reach the wave. And, and hopefully, uh, again, not being a nature freak, but hopefully they weren't buried so deep in the little hole that they were, they're tired by the time they come out of the hole. And I know there's, there's analogies for all this that relate to real people, but but again, I, I, my bigger point is that that be, those beginning stages are are not they're not easy, and they come with great risk. and And we we just want everybody to swim as fast as they can and get there. That's right. And you know what? We want you to get. We want people to get to wherever they want to get to. I mean, you know, the American dream to own your own business. We absolutely want you to get there. I want you to get there. I mean, every person that's ever told me they want to, you know, own their own business. I absolutely want them to get there. It's just, I want them to be able to get there and to stay there and keep growing from there. Yes. Yes. You and I have had very long careers in this industry. And I've said for many, many years, I, I can't imagine working in a different industry, but, I, but it's been a journey, you know, and, it, and it's a continuing journey. And I think that is our, our dream for everybody that we come in contact with is that we know how great this industry can be for, for us, for those of us who hang with it. And you know, that's what we want of, of new people coming into the industry to, to live the same kind of lives we've lived. Absolutely. I mean, you know what, this this industry has afforded me a lot of great experiences, a lot of great uh, friends, mentors. And, you know, and I mean, I, I like you can imagine working in any other industry, but it's been a, it's been a big journey. And, and you know what, I'm still learning every day. And and, you know, I have ups and downs and just, you know, you just got to be ready for it. You know, I'm I feel like I'm more uh, patient you know, a little uh, wiser. And so, you know, I try to really think out my, you know, decisions and the directions that I'm going into. And so I think, you know, but that's what, 35 years down the road. So you've got to really, um, you know, you got to surround yourself with the people that's going to really tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. There's so many people out there to tell you what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. Surround yourself with people that's going to tell you what you need to hear that really cares about you succeeding. And you're not always going to like what they have to say. Um, but if, if, you know, if they're genuine, you know, you really need to stop and listen because they are probably telling you something that you need to know. Yeah, no, really important point. And one one thing you said, I think I'm going to want to reinforce is that, you know, the importance of learning. And I don't know, somebody said a quote along these lines a long time ago, but, but you know, when, when you stop learning is when you start to die. 
you know, career-wise. And so in this industry where things are changing all the time, both technically and fashion, you know, in the tools that we use, but also the way we run and manage our businesses and the people who are in our businesses, it never, ever stops changing. So you can never, ever stop learning. You can. I mean, that's like putting the same hairdo on the, the person for, you know, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you know, they're going to wake up probably within a one, a one or two years and say, hey, I got to go to somewhere else. This is I don't feel like this is going anywhere. What's the same thing with, you know, with business? You've got to constantly grow and adapt and pivot and, you know, and and just that's the only way that you're going to stay relevant and 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 get to that success level that you want to get to. No, I love that. And so last question, we ask everybody the same, same question. I, I, I feel like this uh, might be an extreme request at this point, because this has been a podcast filled with advice. And thank you for all of that. But last question is for you to offer one last final piece of advice to our audience, a, a big idea as to how they can, you know, again, look at their careers as, as an opportunity to be long, you know, to be successful. And I think most importantly, to be satisfying. I'm going to sort of focus this for newly licensed professionals or, or somebody that's getting ready to graduate. And, and, and then if, you're, if you've been out there in a while to help spread this message to people like this, to really uh, get to know what's ahead of you, to slow down, learn to be a great follower so that you can eventually become that leader that you want to become that, you know, that business owner that you want to become. So I I just want you to get on the right path, find that best first career opportunity available to you. That's going to help you continue to grow and get to eventually where you want to get to just, just sort of slow down. And, and I think that's the biggest thing is to wrap it up. I love that. Such, such good advice. And, and today's journey is coming to an end. <laughs> we, 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 oh, no. it, it goes so fast. It goes so fast. Well, we um, can talk for hours. We yes, do. We do. Time. We do. And I, I loved every bit of it and, and definitely want to definitely going to have you back. I, um, and so um, I, I have to say a very big Thank you to our guest today, um, the founder of BeautyCast Network, Penny Burns. Um, this was really fun, Penny. Um, and then as far as social media goes, you know, I want, I want to, of course, everybody to follow BeautyCast Network over on Instagram and BeautyCast on Facebook. Penny, I know you're you're obviously very active on and paying attention to BeautyCast Network across all the platforms, um, but I know you're a big lover of LinkedIn. I think that's where you hang out the most. Yes, it is. I, it is. So please uh, connect with me. I would love to... Uh, connect with you on uh, LinkedIn. You can go to uh, Penny M. Burns on LinkedIn and and let's start a conversation. I have to say, as, as you know, I'm a little older than you, but, but we're both been around for a bit and you are like the TikTok beauty den mother now. You've become buddies with so many of the beauty TikTokers. It just, I'm a little jealous, to be honest. <laughs> Hey, I'm loving this TikTok. I mean, I, you know, of course, my family says I'm getting addicted to it, but um, (laughs) because I've met, you know, I really love all the beauty professionals that are on it and um, I really connected with them. And so um, I'm really becoming a fan. Yeah. And, and we're grateful to all those TikTokers. They've been joining us on our webinars yeah. over at BeautyCast Network and, and meeting some really cool people. And again, Penny is jumping into the TikTok pool. And I know she's going to start something herself, maybe one of these days soon. Maybe. 
Get ready. Get ready. You never know. <laughs> All right, everybody. So we're going to wrap up today. If you like what you heard, I encourage you to leave a rating or review. Hit the subscribe button. And of course, the very best thing you could do is share this podcast with a colleague. Pay it forward. Let others know what we're doing over here. Um, thank you, as always, to every one of you for listening in. This has been Mastering Beauty from the BeautyCast Network. And um, be sure to tune in every Sunday for new episodes. I'm Gordon Miller, and I cannot wait to share more with you again next time. Oh,